This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, Scott. Today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Eric and JJ versus Benchwarmer Dan and our special guest for this episode, Trivial Warfare's Jonathan Oaks. But I'm going to start off with uh, Eric and JJ here. Gentlemen, please uh, tell me how you're doing and uh, give me your team name. How are you doing, Scott? Yeah, I'm JJ. Doing all right today. Nothing special. Just going sick of the quarantine here. And uh, Texas is now, what is it, a hotspot or an epicenter or something stupid like that. So going back indoors and uh, just enjoying it. Yeah, if I travel to see you, I have to then quarantine for 14 days. So unfortunately, buddy, I'm not going to be coming out there. As sexy as that quarantine beard is that you got, I think I'll pass. Eric, what's up, buddy? Just got my email letting me know my sock subscription has renewed for this month. So I get a uh, mystery pair of socks every month for about two years. So I have a, a drawer filled. My wife hates it, but I'm okay with it. So yeah, uh, our team name today um, is tribute to your many hats, Scott. So today you got a Anaheim Ducks hat on. So our team name today is going to be Nice Hat, Scott. All right. That will get you everywhere in this game. But uh, let's move over to the other team here. Uh, we've got Benchwarmer Dan. How, how's it going, Dan? Doing wonderful. I've been playing board games all day. I've been watching wrestling videos all day. I've been hanging out with my son, watching disc golf. I mean, what could be better, really? And I'm excited because my uh, partner tonight is a member of the Trivia Hall of Fame. So. I'm in good hands tonight. Yeah, I'm really hoping we can, he can add a clipboard captain to his, uh, his trophy case here, but I guess we'll see. But uh, Jonathan, thanks for coming on. We're really happy to have you. Please introduce yourself and uh, let us know how you're doing. Hey, Scott. It's great to be here. Uh, what Dan doesn't know is Josh asked me to come on to sabotage him. Uh, he, said, he said, you know, Dan has been showing off lately, and we figured if you join the team, it'll tank him like an anchor. And uh, that's, uh, it's not going to be intentional, but I do have that effect on people sometimes. I am doing really, really well. I actually, uh, I took a bicycle into the shop today. It's been in the garage for two years. I was, uh, I was about 50 pounds heavier the last time I tried to ride it. It didn't go so well, but uh, I was able to get on it today after taking it in the shop and it uh, looks like I'm going to be able to start riding and I'm really excited about that. That is, that's awesome. That's uh, really exciting too. I, um, I can't go outside really. It's not even a quarantine thing. It's my neighborhood decided that fireworks year round is the new, uh, you know, the new fun thing around here. So every corner there's like fireworks popping off. So I try not to be a part of it. All right. What is your team name today, guys? Well, normally uh, I play with a, uh, a group of six guys that are called the uh, Sinister Six. And uh, we all met because of Jonathan's show. So Jonathan is a, a, an honorary member of the Sinister Six. So tonight we're going to be Sinister Duo. Uh, WWE's iconic duo, if you understand that reference. They're a little bit prettier than you guys, though. Oh, yeah. I, hold on. I can do that. There's your pose. Uh, there's only like two people on the call who got that. Everybody else is like, what your, the hell? Your camera's that? not on. That's the problem. Oh, come on. My camera's not on? <laughs> no. I did the pose for nothing? <laughs> there. Why didn't y'all tell me the camera wasn't on? I figured you were naked or something. I don't know. I wasn't oh about to God. get personal on you. I and did the iconic pose. <laughs> 
With the I'm two not eyes? doing it again. It's too late. Oh, man. We're going to have to have him on again because now I'm upset that we missed that. <laughs> right. We've got Nice Hat Scott against the Sinister Duo. Welcome to the bench, gentlemen. Now on to the rules. We will be starting off with the tailgate round to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. And like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true bench warmers they are. And if both teams are ready, we can go ahead and get the tailgate round underway. Let's do it. Let's go. All right. So the tailgate round is going to consist of three warm-up questions worth 10 points each. And your first tailgate question is, what former Blue Devil was drafted number one overall and is now the general manager for the Philadelphia 76ers? We can check in. Okay. Nice hat. Scott has checked in. Sinister Duo, feel free to talk amongst yourselves. I think it's Elton Brand. You know, I, I current NBA, not a strong point. So if you tell me Elton Brand is the GM of the Sixers, I'm going to agree with you just because you're a handsome man. I, it's, I'm not certain about that. I, I like you, I, current NBA, not my thing. But as good as Duke is, there aren't a whole lot of number one Duke picks. And like a couple of them are playing right now. I, I think it almost has to be him. Um, and I'm I think that's it. right. Yeah. All right. Let's let's check in with Elton Brand. Okay. The Sinister Duo has checked in with Elton Brand. Nice hat, Scott. What was your answer? Yeah, we also said uh, Elton Brand. I remember watching him play in uh, New Orleans. The correct answer is Elton Brand. So both teams starting off the game with points. Good work, gentlemen. On to question two in the tailgate round. Who's 12th inning walk-off home run propelled Tampa Bay to the playoffs in 2011? Jonathan, I trust you completely on this since uh, you're Rays fan number one down there. So just, I'm, let, I say we go ahead and check that in. Yeah, we can check in. Sinister Duo has checked in. Nice hat, Scott. Uh, you are free to talk. I remember a Devil Ray hitting a walk-off against the Yankees. Who was it? I'll say his last name was Choi. That could have been yesterday for all. I mean, you know, well, not yesterday, but like last year. I mean, that's the only thing in my head. I mean, it could have been anything. It might not even, it could have been the middle of the year. I just know it's the only devil ray I know to hit a walk off home run. I have nothing better. Okay. So I say we check in with Choi. Okay. Nice hat. Scott has checked in with Choi. Sinister duo. You guys checked in pretty quickly here. What was your answer? So this is one of the best sporting nights of my life. If I have the year right. If I have the year wrong, then just forget <laughs> me. But if I have the year right, this was game 162 where the Orioles were playing the Red Sox, the Yankees were playing the Rays, and there was a couple other matches going on, and everything was coming down to this night. The Yankees went up big, like 7 nothing on the Rays early in the game, and it looked like the Rays were done for the year. The Red Sox had a lead on the Orioles. Everything was going wrong. And then within the span of like 30 minutes, there's been a documentary about this detailing the 30 minutes. Within a span of 30 minutes, it all flipped. Uh, Dan Johnson, the great pumpkin, hit a, uh, hit a uh, game-tying home run in the bottom of the ninth with two outs to tie up the Rays game. And then Evan Longoria sent the ball into the left field stands, and he has a Kirk Gibson moment running around the bases, jumping with his hands in the air. And it's just the 
best feeling ever. It was so cool. So I said Evan Longoria. Well, I had a, a little anecdote for after I gave the answer, but now I can't because you painted such a perfect picture. <laughs> There's no way I could possibly uh, top that. The correct answer is indeed Evan Longoria. I, I, I literally remember my ex-wife was in a different room watching the game while like half sleeping, but it was so exciting that she couldn't fall asleep and I'm in the living room sweating and it happened and we both like met in the middle. She's jumping up and down. I'm jumping up and down. It was, it was a magical night. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better myself. I, I remember that very well, obviously living in New York. Uh, I was watching that Yankee game and keeping a close eye on what was going on with the Red Sox O's game. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, sir. That was a, it was a hell of a day. Now I got to figure out what uh when Choi hit that home run because I know he did. Was that Choi hit a walk off last year? <laughs> there, it's good. There you go. That's probably why it's in my head. <laughs> He's another folk hero for the Rays right now. People love that dude. All I had in my head replaying was I, I I see him running you know home and everyone freaking out and like I said it could have been last year and it was good. Yes, unfortunately the uh, next tailgate question does not involve the Rays. Question number three in the tailgate round. Who was the quarterback for Boise State when they ran the Statue of Liberty play and defeated Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl? We can check in. Nice hat Scott has checked in. Sinister duo, talk it out. Okay, so we've been having this discussion here. There was a guy who won a big game for Boise State and then turned around and proposed to his girlfriend, the cheerleader. Jonathan, I think that's who it is. I just I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was. The year feels around the right time. This is the game they played against um, Oklahoma, and uh, yeah, that was part of the question. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but it was um, it was Adrian Peterson's team. Oh okay, okay. Oh, that actually feels too early then. I don't. We don't know the name anyway. Yeah, uh, it's it's a, it's a you, I think it's a Polish Orlovsky? sounding. It's a Polish sounding name, like yeah, like Orlovsky, but it's not well, Orlovsky. Well, we might as well throw that out there. Yeah, she got a better name. Yeah, let's. Yeah, we I go mean, Bluefield I, Magoo. Or we can go Bluefield want. Magoo. <laughs> <laughs> But Andre, if you think it's if you think it's uh, a European sounding um, three syllable name, Orlovsky's a solid choice. We can say Dan Orlovsky. That's fine. I no I, no just Orlovsky. Orlovsky. In case there's multiples. Okay, we'll we'll go with yeah. We'll we'll check in with Orlovsky then. All right. So the sinister duo has checked in with Orlovsky. Nice hat, Scott. What did you guys check in with? Um. So my head was stuck on. And for no reason for it being a right answer, but just Kellen Clemens was the only Boise State quarterback I could think of. Um, and then Josh said something with a Z, and I immediately um, jumped over to uh, Jared Zabransky. Nice hat. Scott has checked in with Jared Zabransky. A lot of stuff going on in this question, Eric. Kellen Moore, Boise State. Kellen Clemens, Oregon. Uh, Garrett Blount, Oregon, punched a dude yeah. for Boise State. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, mean, I was thinking it could have been he punched the quarterback, but you're right, it was a different bowl game. Sinister duo. Uh, it was actually the running back that proposed to his girlfriend after that game. Okay. Oh. And the quarterback on that team was indeed Jared Zabransky. There's just a lot of wrong information by everybody on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best type of information. We specialize in that. All right. And that brings us to the end of the tailgate round, which means heading into today's first quarter, we have a score of Nice Hat Scott with 20. And Sinister Duo with 20. So we are deadlocked going into the first quarter for today, which will be the Dean's List. 
For this quarter, there will be three lists containing 10 items where teams will go back to back guessing items on the list. If a team guesses incorrectly at any point in a list, the other team can attempt to finish the list out. Each team is allowed one mulligan to be used after an incorrect answer. Each item is worth 10 points. Your first Dean's list is, I need the 10 Major League Baseball pitchers with the most wins in the 1990s. And since they complimented me with their team name, we're going to start this round with a nice hat, Scott. All right, we're gonna uh, say the big unit, Randy Johnson. The big unit, Randy Johnson, is fourth on the list with 150 wins in the decade. So we will jump over to Sinister Duo now. Okay, we'll, uh, we'll go with uh, Greg Maddox. Greg Maddox is number one on the list with 176 wins. We'll say uh, Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens, number three on the list with 152 wins. All right, we're going to go Tom Glavin. Probably can't have Maddox on this list without Glavin. Glavin is number two overall on this list with 164. Uh, let's go with uh, Jamie Moyer. Jamie Moyer is not on the list. Do you guys like to use your mulligan? Josh, I think we have to. Yeah. Yes, no? Yeah. You tell yeah, me. Yeah. I mean, we're only, you want to go with yours then since I was so just blatantly wrong? Yeah, I put two out there. Which one do you think? Nice hat, Scott, is using their mulligan. All right, so we'll go uh, Pedro. Pedro Martinez is not on the list. Which Gentlemen, means- you just saved us. We all appreciate that. We, we honor your sacrifice. I was stunned when, I, when making this list that Pedro wasn't on there. Like, I was so is it open for us now? Yep, we can talk Correct. this all out now. So, hey, Dan, that, that reminds me, Pedro kind of feels like he might have broke in in like 93, 94. Ramon Martinez was going strong in the late 80s, early 90s, though. Let's hold off on him. Right, yeah. But he was around longer. I think for us, we got to go Musina next. Yeah, I think I think Musina's got to be got to be our all next right. one. Let's lock. Let's check in Musina. Mike Musina is correct with 136 wins. So how do you feel about Smoltzy? It's it's a it's a crapshoot because he did have a lot of wins. The Braves had a lot of wins, but this is right around the right at the end of the '90s is when he became a closer, right? Yeah, I he mean, got injured in '98, I think. I feel like it was around '98-ish. He was the starter game game one starter for the World Series, or he might, he was the anchor pitcher for the World Series in '96. Okay, let's. But another so one. Our that, choices right now are Smoltz. I, I, we were talking earlier, Smoltz, Dennis Martinez, Jimmy Key had a lot of good years for the Blue Jays and Yankees. Uh, David Cohn was injured. Millwood had some years for yeah, the he did. Uh, Braves and the Indians. David Wells how had a lot Kevin, of wins. How about Kevin Brown? Ooh, I like Kevin Brown. Do I like Kevin Brown more than I like um, more than I like Smoltz? I don't know. Okay. Oh. And the other, the other Kev, I had another Kevin too, Kevin Apier. But Kevin Ro- uh, Kenny Rogers too, not Ke- yeah. not Apier, dude. Apier didn't do it. He's okay. got five good years. Man, they just keep jump- jumping on at me. How about uh, how about Finley, Chuck Finley? No, no, nah, okay. he didn't. He he didn't like. He had the who was it? Him, Abbott, and the other guy for the Angels who all had nice uh, nice Washburn. Runs. No, nah, Washburn was the later generation. Okay. Oh man, we're bringing back memories. All right, so uh, let's. Was let's, there a was there a, oh 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 
What about Dave Stewart? Dave Stewart had four consecutive years of 20 wins in a row in the early 90s. He might have started that run in, oh, he's probably started that run in 88. He was still pitching in the mid-90s, but he didn't make it at I the end of the I think his swan song was the 93 series. All right. All right. I think Smoltz. Okay. I, I really want to go Smoltz. I'm okay with Smoltz. Let's go, let's go John Smoltz. All right. John Smoltz is number six on the list with 143 wins. Now, Jimmy Key versus Kevin Brown, I think, is the next real decision point here. Key was good for the Blue Jays until the mid-90s and then went to the Yankees, and I feel like he had a couple of, like, 18-win seasons for the Yankees. Did Pettit? Pettit came up with the group in 96, didn't he? Okay. Maybe 95. He's, he's too late. Or David Wells. David Wells is the same as Jimmy Key. They both started in the late 80s with the um, – with the Blue Jays and then moved to the Yankees. They're both solid. Now there's a, ah, oh God, I feel like there's an older pitcher who went a long time in there. I'm trying to think who else was early in the year, early in the decade. Yeah. Jose Rio with the uh, Reds. With the Reds? No, no. He didn't, he didn't go long enough. Anybody with the Phillies? Schilling was with the Phillies. I don't buy into Schilling. I honestly, I don't really buy into Brown. I feel like Brown cashed in on a big one year, one year and had two more big years, but mm-hmm. I don't feel like he had a lot of wins over time. All right. Well, I say we 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 pick one out here. If we get it, great. If we don't get it, we just kind of cut our losses and move on and hold on to our. Uh... All right. I want to go Jimmy Key. All right. Let's do that one. Jimmy Key is not on the list. <sighs> ah. I can tell you he was in the top fifteen, but he didn't crack the top ten. I feel bad. They don't have a mulligan now, so no. I think maybe we hold on to ours. How many names are pocket. left on the list? It's like five left, aren't there? There's, I think there's four. There are four left. Was this the first round? This is the first round. It's the first one. Yeah, there's two more. Yeah, all right. Let's hold off because if we lose on the first or second go of the next one, you want a mulligan. Yeah, exactly. Okay, mulligan not being used by the Sinister Duo, so I will uh, tell you the rest of the list. Pretty much all names that were mentioned in discussion. Number five on the list is indeed Kevin Brown. Oh, God darn it. Number seven on the list is David Cohn. Number nine on the list, Dan pulled out. It's Chuck Finley. Oh, wow. That hurts. And I think the only name I didn't hear you guys mention, number 10, Mike Mussina's teammate in Baltimore, Scott Erickson. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Whoa, your Minnesota twin, Scott Erickson. Yeah. Mm, nope. Matt's over there <laughs> laughing at me now. I, I completely forgot about him once he left the twins. And He's I know a Kenny he, Rogers-style guy, like the fourth guy in our decent rotation. I was even going back to the 91 twins saying, I ah, know there's no one there that would be on this list. Burt Blylevin. Kevin Tappany. <laughs> Some of the guys you mentioned, David Wells, Ramon Martinez, were crafted top 15, missed it by a few wins. Yeah. So you guys were certainly on the right track there. All right. So it looks like we had two correct answers in that round for Nice Hat Scott and four for the Sinister Duo. And that will bring us to our second item on the Dean's List. According to profootballreference.com, who are the top 10 all-time leaders in receptions for the Jacksonville Jaguars? (laughs) really all right hold on jeez and we will be starting with the sinister duo this round 
uh, Eric and jo uh, Eric and JJ, I'm sorry. He's pandering to me right now. I'm, I'm I, I put these fan. questions through a randomizer, I swear. I'm, I'm not worried. Dan, we're first. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the first one, the first one is definitely number one. Yeah, go, go with that one then. Yeah, we're going to say Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith is indeed number one on the list, and it's not close with 862 receptions with the team. Josh, I can, I mean, if you want to trust me on this, I'm, I'm, I think I'll be good with this list. Um, I'm pretty sure number two is going to be Keenan McCardell. I'm pretty sure you're correct. Keenan McCardell is second on the list with 499 catches. All right, we'll go uh, Jones Drew. Maurice Jones Drew is fourth on the list with 335 receptions. So, so uh, Eric and I were fighting very hard about this. I'm just kidding, Eric. Really just texted me all of these names. So we're going to check in with uh, Lewis. I will accept it. Mercedes Lewis is third on the list with 375. How many did you say Jones Drew had? 335. We're going uh, to say Fred Taylor. The other prolific Jacksonville running back, Fred Taylor, is correct with 286. So we're going to go with uh, Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson is correct with 202 receptions. We're down to like 200 yards, right? I mean, two, no, well, 200 catches. <laughs> I mean, not yet. Not, 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 not yards, no. <laughs> We're down to like 200 uh, what, catches. What number, was, uh, what number was the last one for, for 200 catches? Allen Robinson at 202, and he is seventh on the list. Yeah, I, I think that, that next receiver I just named is good. All right, go with it. We're going to go Reggie Williams. Reggie Williams is tied for 10th with 189. What do you got, Scott? Or uh, Josh? I have the list. That's what I have. <laughs> I think I do, too. I've got a debonair personality. Yeah, I think, I think Eric has the list as well. So uh, <laughs> I trust you, bud. All right. Um, let me go with the man who lost his ankle, uh, Alan Hearns. Yes, Eric's uh, Dallas Cowboy, Alan Hearns, is on the list. He is also tied for 10th with 189. How many, how many do we have left? There are two left, uh, numbers six and eight. We'll go Kyle Brady. Kyle Brady is number six on the list with 241 receptions. Nice job. Good job, Dan. So, um, Josh, I know you know my love for tight ends, and I'm pretty sure the last guy on this list is a tight end. The last one I'm pretty sure is uh, Pete Mitchell. Oh, man, when you said tight end, I'm like, it's going to be freaking Pete Mitchell, isn't it? It is freaking Pete Mitchell. Oh. Correct, with wow. 191. I'm guys so glad we went uh, – I'm so glad we went Brady instead of Ernest Wilford because that was the next name on my list. Was Ernest Wilford coming up? No, he's like 16th or 17th. Number 11, Cecil oh. Oh God, see shorts. shorts. If and I remember, would like, have gone with him. Yeah, it gets into like already gets into Marquise Lee. You know, guys that are are you know currently on the yeah. team. Yeah. Did we just run a Jaguars receivers list, gentlemen? Oh, that's incredible. That is incredible. I can take no credit. You you said Lewis. I didn't even know his first name. <laughs> Very, very well done, 
gentlemen, running the list on that. Uh, so you each got five apiece on that one, which will move us to our, our third and final item on the Dean's List. In 2012, Leach Report posted their list of the 25 greatest anchors in Sports Center history. Name the top 10 entries from that list. Nice hat, Scott. You guys will be up first. All right, we're going to go with Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick is number one on the list. Yeah, we're going to say Olbermann. Keith Olbermann is number seven on the list. We'll say uh, Stuart Scott. I thought it was a travesty when he only checked in at number six on this list. Stuart Scott is correct. We'll go Kenny Maine. Kenny Maine came in at number four on the list. Say Rich Eisen. Rich Eisen is number three on the list. All right. We're going to say Van Pelt. SVP is correct. He is number eight on the list. Let's go with Linda Cohn. Linda Cohn is correct. She came in at number five. What numbers are um, missing? So we're looking for number two and numbers nine and ten. I just thought of one. Oh, yeah. I hate that dude. Yeah. Go ahead. We'll go with Trey Wingo. You might hate him, but he did just give you 10 points. Trey Wingo is number nine. I'm glad he wasn't number two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll check in with uh, Susie Colbert. Susie Colbert is number 10. Oh, I'm surprised. There is one item left on the list, gentlemen, number two on this list. Jonathan, I really think it's uh, John Anderson. He had a, he, he's he's had a so run. boring. Yeah, but longevity. Fine. I'll give in. And we have, we have, a, we have our uh, mulligan, too. All right. Well, let's, let's see if he's right before we worry about the mulligan. All right. All right. Um, we'll go with John Anderson. Well, you have your mulligan but you don't need it. John Anderson is correct. Nice job, Dan. My, my biases on entertainment is, uh, is holding me back here. <laughs> I was, I was actually surprised that Susie Colbert got in. Uh, yeah. I don't even think of her for sports center. Really. I think of her for NFL, all their NFL programming. And it's a crying shame that, Craig Kilborn did not make this list. Charlie Steiner deserves yeah, and Charlie to be in Steiner the top too. five. He is awesome. As a hockey guy, I'm devastated that Butcher Gross wasn't on there. Fair. Yeah, I, I didn't make this list. I don't know. I mean, reading through it, uh, you know, the criteria seem to be longevity. Scott, I'm holding you personally responsible for John Butcher Gross not being on there. Right, well, he yeah, was number a 11. Terrible list, Scott. That's clearly what happened there. I know. I, I listen. I wanted Carl Ravitch on there. Okay. <laughs> That brings us to the end of the Dean's List. Our scores after today's first quarter are Nice Hat Scott with 140 and the Sinister Duo with 160. We have a nail biter here as we head into quarter number two. Today's second quarter is going to be, of course, free and post game. For this quarter, there will be five before and after style questions. For example, if I said, what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings? The answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. 
Each question is worth 20 points. Your first pre and post game is this Hall of Fame linebacker won back to back PGA championships in 2018 and 2019. All right, I think we can check in. Sinister Duo has checked in. Nice hat, Scott. The floor is yours. Yeah, Josh, I'm pretty sure Brooks Kepka won the PGA. So, linebacker, the last name Brooks would have to be Derek Brooks, right? Yes. Thanks for the vote of confidence. Nice hat, Scott, is checking in with Derek Brooks Kepka. Sinister Duo, what was your answer? Uh, you guys have a proclivity for Brooks Kepka questions. Uh, so I've, I've listened to a lot of your shows in the recent past and he keeps coming up. So it was, it was really quick for me to say, this is going to be Brooks Kepka. So Derek Brooks Kepka is where we ended up. The correct answer is Derek Brooks Kepka. Jonathan, the reason it keeps coming up is because whenever I get a golf question, he's the only guess I know. <laughs> and proclivity for Bruce, for uh, Brooks Kepka is going to be the name of this episode. <laughs> 20 points for both teams on that one. Your second question in quarter two, this current all-pro linebacker retired in 2014 after 30 years in office, becoming the longest tenured commissioner in the history of North American sports. I'm okay locking that in if you want to. Yeah, I think that's right. Okay, we'll check that in. The sinister duo has checked in. Nice hat, Scott. Feel free to talk it out. Retired in 2014. That was right around when David Stern retired, yeah. right? David, yeah, that's right. I said Daniel, but you know, whatever, same guy. Daniel is a wet bandit. That's not the same. No, <laughs> it is to me. It is all right. It's. <laughs> I want to see Joe Pesci and David Stern trying to break into a house. Dude, if it's second story, they they got no shot. <laughs> They need a leg up to reach the doorknob. <laughs> right, so David Stern, so an all-pro linebacker, right? With a with the first name, with the last name David. Is he going all? There is a David linebacker. What's his first name? That's the question. Kind of an important question in the before and after round. So, are we sure it's sports really? It's not Larry David. The all-pro linebacker, Larry <laughs> David. <laughs> I don't know his first name. I know there's a linebacker, David. You know who he plays for? I want to say the Buccaneers. Um, oh, he just came to me. It starts with like a like an EL something or like a law law law. Yeah. All right. No, that's right. Um, Levante David Stern. There it is. Yep. Right. Does that sound good to you? Yeah, that's right. I hope we're checked in with that. Nice Hat Scott has checked in with Levante David Stern. Sinister Duo, what was your answer? Uh, yeah, we, uh, we had a similar, albeit shorter, conversation and went with uh, Levante David Stern. Eric, I did go back-to-back -back Tampa Bay linebackers. The correct answer is Levante David Stern. I had Del Monte in my head, and I didn't think that was right. <laughs> that would have been a great answer. Points all around. On to question three. He set postseason receiving record for the Giants in their 2011 championship season and played outfield for the Yankees during their World Series run in 2009. You good checking in, Josh? Yes, sir. 
All right, we're checked in, Scott. Okay, nice hat. Scott has checked in, which means Sinister Duo, you guys can talk it out. So I hate the Yankees in a similar way to the way I hate the Red Sox, except for some reason I hate the Red Sox so much I remember everything about them. <laughs> With the Yankees, I hate them in a way that makes me forget them. So 2009 Yankees, like Bernie Williams was still in the outfield. I think Hideki Matsui was still was was in the outfield back then. Oh, Johnny Damon was in the outfield back then. Yeah. This, this isn't going to be – so. there's nobody whose last name is Johnny. So on that Giants team, I think that's the team that had Muhammad Masakwa on it. I think it's – I feel like it's maybe even David Tyree in that team. Yeah. It's too early for Steve Smith. It might be too early for Hakeem Nix. That outfield for the Yankees would have been Damon, Bernie Williams. There's nobody whose last name is Bernie. There's a receiver opposite Massaquah. In fact, Massaquah was the third receiver. He was the slot receiver on that team. And I'm struggling mightily to remember who was on the outside. That was a Tiki Barber team. Eli was throwing. Who are Eli's top receivers that you can remember? I, I can't. That's the thing. That team was just so pedestrian. Yeah, but they did God's work. <laughs> yeah. It's not Golden Tate. It's not. I think it is too early for Hakeem Nix. Uh, Plexico Burris was possibly that guy on that team. Burris and Massaqua might have been together. Yeah. Plexico Burris. Russ. Is there a Russ on the Yankees? Burris. There could be. Come on, work with me here. Is was Victor Cruz on that team? Maybe. Maybe Cruz. Cruz. And I think yeah. you're right. I think Hakeem Nix was. Could it be Hakeem Nix Swisher? Yes, it freaking could. Yes, brother. It could definitely be Hakeem Nick Swisher. I forgot Nick Swisher existed. I love it. Let's do it. All right. Hakeem Nick Swisher. Sinister Duo is checking in with Hakeem Nick Swisher. Nice hat, Scott. What did you guys check in with? So Dan has a knack for uh, sounding like he's, you know, 800 yards away from something. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, no, this is it. And then, bam, there it is. Um, so we checked in with Hakeem Nix Swisher. Points all around. The correct answer is Hakeem Nix Swisher. And I'm going to ask the same question that I've already asked on another episode here. Is Nick Swisher the Yankee that takes over for Barney when he's trying to yes. have his perfect? Okay. I yes. thought it was, I thought, maybe I thought it was Gardner last time. I, yeah. I actually threw him in this question because of our conversation last time about Nick Swisher. He has his perfect week though, you know? All right. Points all around. Nice job there. Question number four in pre and post game. Known for his up-tempo style of play, he was the NBA coach of the year in 2005 and 2017 and holds Kansas City Chiefs records in nearly every receiving category. Josh, we can check in. Nice hat, Scott, has checked in. Sinister duo, you can talk it out. So the up-tempo coach is probably going to be the guy who used to coach the Phoenix Suns. Yep. During it's, this. Yep. It's it's Mike D'Antoni Gonzalez. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Go for yep. it. That's it. We'll check that in. 
Sinister Duo has checked in with Mike D'Antoni Gonzalez. And over to Nice Hat Scott. So we checked in with Doc Rivers. No, I'm Mike D'Antoni Gonzalez. I wanted I want to do one where I can do Doc Rivers Cuomo if we do an entertainment one if we're allowed. But uh for this one it's uh it's Mike D'Antoni Gonzalez for sure. Don't sleep on Doc Rivers Phoenix. Well that's River. Never mind. Doc River Sachi. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Points all around on that one. And that will bring us to our final pre and post game. His chase down block still a victory in game two of the 2004 Eastern Conference Finals and was selected 19th overall in the 2011 NFL draft. Yeah, let's check in, Josh. Nice hat. Scott has checked in. Well, Dan, you started us. Do you want to get halfway yeah. there? Yeah, I think we uh, came at this one on bookends and met in the middle it was the uh the block was on reggie miller it was the uh the pistons and the and the pacers and i i we threw out a bunch of names and i threw out tayshawn prince and then jonathan got us the rest of the way there yeah when he said prince i'm like okay i I asked you to repeat the question to see if we were talking about baseball is this prince fielder no it's nfl and then prince amukamura came to mind so we said tayshawn prince amukamura Sinister Duo has checked in with Tayshawn Prince and Mukamara. Nice hat, Scott. What was your answer? Yeah, so uh, pretty sure Eric knew this from the start and just wanted to pretend like he didn't. But uh, we also said Tayshawn Prince and Mukamara. <laughs> I will accept it. Both teams are correct. It is Tayshawn Prince and Mukamara. Points all around. Very successful pre and post game today, fellas. Heading into halftime, we have a score of Nice Hat Scott with 240 and the Sinister Duo with 260. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be five entertainment questions pertaining to sports with each question worth 20 points apiece. Your first halftime question is, Soul Surfer is a 2011 film based on the life of what teenager who miraculously survived a shark attack losing her left arm in the process? (laughs) we are not going to check in with lefty gomez (laughs) that's just wrong (laughs) um if we're good checking in with just a last name we can do it sure yeah yeah all right sinister duo has checked in yeah i think we're gonna check in too okay and what did you check in with so my first did you hear, thought what? Did you hear the confidence in his voice. <laughs> so as soon as you said that, my first thought was Kelly Slater. And then Eric told me that <laughs> Kelly Slater was a guy. <laughs> a, a grown man, not a teenage girl. With a feminine name. He's um, a grown man. <laughs> he has a beard. So after uh <laughs> rethinking my answer, we decided to uh check in with uh, Bethany Hamilton. Nice hat, Scott, has checked in with Bethany Hamilton. Sinister Do, I know what you did not check in with, but uh, what did you actually check in with? I could remember the last name. I couldn't remember Bethany, but we checked in with Hamilton. The correct answer is Bethany Hamilton. So both teams will be receiving points on that one. Eric, have you Dan, seen it? Sorry, That's Dan a- did not miss his shot. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Soul Surfer 2? Electric Boogaloo. 
Yeah, the musical. Well, at the end, they do with arms wide open. That's the big musical number. <laughs> <laughs> with arms wide open. <laughs> Listen, if let me just take a moment. Bethany, if you're listening to this, I am not on board. And there goes our cameo shot with her, huh? I'm sure Laird Hamilton's still available. You're fine. Or Kelly Slater, for that matter. <laughs> not anymore. She's lovely. <laughs> yeah, JJ, she has a lovely voice, huh? Her facial hair is, is epic. We'll get a voiceover and Josh will just be so confused. Question number two in, in the halftime round. What former 49ers and Saints tight end married Jessica Simpson in 2014? And before you ask, no, he doesn't hold a candle to Nick Lachey. He, he does have the voice of an angel. Um, JJ, you know, it's a tight end question, so we can check in. It's also a Saints tight end yeah, it's question. A, it's, it's right in our wheelhouse here, Eric. Nice hat Scott has checked in. All right, so Saints and 49ers, same tight end, married in 2014, so you'd think he was – playing in 2014 did you give the impression that he is still active or is was that implied anywhere in there it wasn't implied i i don't think i don't know i got no reason to say that he is or isn't nope i don't know i mean we're at this point we're just gonna have to throw out a name i think just any name all right just to throw out a you know you're gonna go out with a famous 49er jimmy graham i guess Give me a better name, dude. I don't have one. I don't That's, have one. I'm, we're, we are pathetic. Yeah. All right. We're going to say Jimmy Graham. The Sinister Duo has checked in with Jimmy Graham. Nice hat, Scott. What did you check in with? So I went through my list of 49ers tight ends, and I have about maybe nine of them. Um, it wasn't Wesley Walls. It wasn't Irv Smith. It wasn't Ted Popson. Um, it was actually a combination of JJ's name and mine. Um, the famous Eric Johnson. He did have like an 80 catch year, didn't he? So you guys were on the right track there, Jonathan. He did play with Vernon Davis. It was during the awful years. I believe he played there under Singletary, under Mike Nolan. Mike Nolan. The correct answer is Eric Johnson. Oh, so we could have thrown out a Lucky Johnson and gotten this. We thought you were going to. We oh. Oh, Man, all right. You, you were hinting that you were heading that way, and I just sent JJ a, t- a message. I'm like, he's going to say it. He's going to throw out a lucky Johnson here, and we're, gonna, we're both leaving. I don't know why, but I love that term, throw out a lucky Johnson. My wife doesn't <laughs> like that term. <laughs> well, Low-hanging fruit, people. Low-hanging fruit. You said that twice, and now we have It has nothing kids. to do with the Johnson either. Question number three in halftime. The Cucumbas are the name of the winning team in what 2001 film? Spell it. Sure. K-E-K-A-M-B-A-S. Kakumbas. Would you like the language of origin? It's African. Oh, you, you know what? I still didn't catch the spelling. <laughs> K-E-K-U-M-A-M-A-M-A-S. All right, we'll check in with a lot of confidence. Nice hat, Scott, has checked in with a lot of confidence. I was really wishing that you wouldn't lock in for a little bit longer so I could ask my embarrassing questions to Dan on chat instead of out loud. But now you're going to have to suffer through those. Uh, Dan was, there is, I remember a basketball film being set in Africa at some point. The air up there? 
The air, is the air up there or above the with, rim? With Kevin Bacon. Okay. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. I don't, you know I don't watch that many He, he went out to find a, uh, a center um, in Africa. It, Could it was, that be the answer? That was before 2001. It was in the 90s sometime. How much further? I mean, then I don't, sounds kind of right around the right ballpark. I, th- I want to say way earlier. Oh, okay. Could this be a soccer movie, like a World Cup style it, movie? It very well could be. Um, I mean, Kakumbas doesn't exactly scream a sport, does it? I mean, yeah. What? What? Uh, what were the team names on Bend It Like Beckham? I don't know. Um, okay, that's closer to that time. Yeah, no, it's right around that time. You know, that's that's as good of a guess as we're gonna get. I think that's all right. I mean, yeah, I, let's I don't let's go with that. It. Yeah, all right, we're gonna we're gonna guess Bend It Like Beckham. The sinister duo has checked in with Bend It Like Beckham. Nice hat, Scott. What was your answer? Yeah, so uh, I'm sure Scott's gonna highly recommend this movie. Um, spoiler alert: G baby, super sad. Uh, the answer is Hardball. Yeah, Keanu Reeves led him to the ship, sparked up a romance with Diane Lane. The correct answer is Hardball. I don't recall this movie at all. I have no recollection of this movie. I uh, love The Replacements, though. Can we just talk about The mm-hmm. Replacements for a while? Because that movie's amazing. It's one of the best <laughs> football movies ever made. It really is. It re- yes. Every team in the uh, Little League that the Hardball that the Cumbas played in was named after a tribe in Africa. I don't know why mm-hmm. they was that. But it was they, Little League. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that explains why, why I didn't pay attention to it then. Fair enough. All right. Question four in the halftime round. What rapper who actually made a Division I basketball team as a walk-on often references sports in his songs, including a song titled Kenny Lofton in lyrics about Len Bias and Shane Battier? Is that the name of a rapper, Dan? Yeah. That, and I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that's it. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. We'll check in. The Sinister Duo has checked in. Nice hat, Scott. You guys can talk freely. So I'm good with a lot of rap from the 90s through probably mid to late 2000s. After that, I got nothing. And I never heard of a song called Kenny Lofton, unless you have any type of knowledge to add to this, because I got nothing. Um, yeah, a little bit. So I know somebody that likes to, well, a lot of people like to rap about sports, but, um, if I had to guess a rapper, I would say J Cole, because I know he's into that stuff a lot. Never heard of him. Is is he friends with the only, I think other than Drake, the only current rapper I know is like young Jeezy. That's, I don't know if they're friends. That's all I got. Eric, he's just Jeezy now. He took, he got rid of the young. Is he old now? He's old Jeezy? <laughs> just Jeezy. Oh, all right. So give it 10 years and he'll be old Jeezy? It'd be like OG-Jeezy, probably. But uh, yeah, I'm like 75% sure it's uh, J. Cole. All right, let's go with it. Okay, so Nice Hat Scott has checked in with J. Cole. Sinister Duo, what was your answer? After hearing that, after hearing you talk it out, I'm a little concerned about my answer. I'm a lot concerned about it. <laughs> so here's the deal. A little inside baseball here. Writing these halftime questions, I've come across a lot of rappers. 
And I remember seeing Kenny Lofton and I remember the name Jeezy. And now I'm starting to wonder if Jeezy's maybe a featured artist on this song and J. Cole is the answer, but we checked in with Jeezy. So the uh, correct answer has been said, of course. Uh, one team is getting points. The correct answer is J. Cole. Oh. Pull there, JJ. He actually walked on to uh, St. John's University, made the team, never showed up to the first day of practice because he was making a mixtape. Is Jeezy the featured artist on Kenny Lofton? Not the version that I've heard. He may be on a remix. Um, you know, I'm not like super familiar with the song. I've heard it before. Okay, I just want to make sure I'm not crazy. I'm more familiar with his Shane Battier lyric because he says, brother, you're lame, you're Shane Battier. All right. Final question of the halftime round. On the Fox show Prison Break, one of the inmates in season one admits that he landed in prison for grand larceny after stealing a valuable baseball card. Whose baseball card was it? We can check in. JJ's had all of these halftime questions other than the tight end, so... Well, JJ was mad at me early. He sent me a very angry chat about how my questions weren't in his wheelhouse, so I had to make it up to him. All right, Dan. So if we want to go for the most valuable, then it, it's Honus Wagner. It's going to be the Honus Wagner card, yeah. I mean, yeah. if it's not that, there's no reason for either then one of us to guess. know this. I mean... Unless he stole like a 1989 Upper Deck King Griffey Jr. card yeah. for 90 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine I mean, with Honus Wagner. Dude. Yeah, I mean, it's either going to be Honus Wagner or maybe like a signed Babe Ruth or something like that. But Then you're just guessing. At that point, yeah. At that point, we're just guessing. So we may as well go with the the actual trivia staple here and yep, go with that with one. You. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll check in with Honus Wagner. The Sinister Duo has checked in with Honus Wagner. Nice hat, Scott. What was your answer? Yeah, so I uh, binge-watched this like my freshman year of college. Um I think it was like 2012 just to make you guys feel old, but um, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it was a uh, Honus Wagner. Both teams getting points. The correct answer is indeed Honus Wagner. Also JJ, you have nice taste in TV shows, man. If you want to recommend me anything, I'm more than happy to. Heading into the second half, we have a score of the Sinister Duo with 300 and Nice Hat Scott with 340. We'd now like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTV. We also have a new Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. And if you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Now on to the second half. Today's third quarter will be David versus Goliath. This quarter will consist of five pairs of questions, one easier, David, and one harder, Goliath. After hearing both questions, each team will pick one of the two questions to answer, either David or Goliath. Each David question is worth 20 points, and each Goliath question is worth 50 points. And I do have a uh, category for you guys for David and Goliath. The category is memorable sports quotes. So I'm going to give you a quote, and then all you have to do is tell me who said it. Question one. David, you play to win the game. Hello, you play to win the game. Question one, Goliath. If a tie is like kissing your sister, losing is like kissing your grandmother with her teeth out. That's exactly right, Jonathan. For Goliath? Yep. 
that is. Right, we can we can it. check that in. in. Or check in. Sinister Duo has checked in. So JJ, I know David is uh, Herm Edwards, um, but I'm eighty five percent sure on Goliath, and I'm, I think that was George Brett. And the only reason I know that is because I was writing a, a pre and post game question with him, and I just happened to come across that quote, but. I'm not 100% on it, so I don't know if you want to risk it. I'm fairly comfortable going with George Brett for Goliath. We're going to check in with George Brett for Goliath. Nice Hat Scott has checked in with the Goliath question, and their answer is George Brett. Sinister Duo, what did you check in with? So Jonathan messaged me the answer, and as soon as I saw it, I was able to confirm it, Um, and it is George Brett. Both teams... Checking in with the Goliath answer of George Brett, and both teams would be correct. So 50 points apiece on that one. Question number two, David, what's that? Ah, playoffs. Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs. I just hope we can win another game. Another game. Goliath. I made a 1,600 minus 800 minus 200 on the SAT, so I'm very intelligent when I speak. Yeah, I, I say we I say we check that in. All right, let's do it. Did you guys check in uh, David or Goliath? Goliath? We checked in Goliath. Nice hat, Scott. You can talk amongst yourselves. All right, JJ. Um, at first, hearing that Goliath wanted Charles Barkley came to my mind, and I don't know why, but the more I thought about it, I, I, I think it was Shaq. I'm trying to put, put the context in my head as to why he said it, and I can't. I mean, it's Shaq. Like, you really need it's, it's, context. Well, that's why I mean, it's, it, it makes sense that he would say it. And, like, between him and Charles Barkley, it's, I don't know, I like Shaq better. So it, we can either do that or we can check in safe and go uh, the David. You they checked me. in with Goliath, right? Yeah. You know what? It's, it's, we got to, let's gamble. Do it. All right. We're going to check in with uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Nice hat. Scott has checked in with the Goliath answer of Shaquille O'Neal. Sinister Duo, what was your answer? We also went with a big Aristotle, Shaquille O'Neal. The correct answer for David is Jim Mora on that question. And the correct answer for Goliath, Eric, is Charles Barkley's broadcast partner, Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, you gave me a heart attack, dude. Some of that. <laughs> like, oh. Points all around. Yeah, that, was, that wasn't nice. That was not nice. <laughs> I had to make you sweat it out a little bit. Come on. You guys are getting everything right. Yeah, y'all should stop that. It's not nice to your guest. (laughs) (laughs) Question number three, David. I want to kiss you. I couldn't care less about the team struggling. Goliath, show that you're not a sissy. Just do it right. It just makes me mad. That's ridiculous. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I think we just go with the David, dude. Yeah, we're going to check in with David. Yep. Sinister Duo has checked in with David. Nice hat, Scott. You are free to talk. What was that basketball brawl? What teams were they? The Malice and the Palace? Yeah, what two teams was it? Those are the the Pacers and... Pistons? I think so. I think it was in regards to that. And like I said, I'm... I can't think of his name. It was an ESPN anchor. He was, he was, he was not happy. Um, John Saunders. 
Does that sound like somebody you know? <laughs> nope. All right. Um, I, but if you want, <laughs> you've been doing well so far on this round, so um, I trust you. I mean, we can go with the guaranteed or we can risk Goliath. You tell me. I mean, I think it was the last question you said go big. So I think we just continue to go big, see what happens. All right, let's check in with John Saunders um, for Goliath. Nice hat Scott has checked in with John Saunders for Goliath. Sinister Duo, what was your answer? You know, Dan, I think that we need to call out the travesty that that Sports Center list was that it excluded John Saunders from the top 10 of Sports Center anchors. Dude was awesome. Yeah, but was he as awesome as a drunk Joe Namath? Because that's what gave <laughs> us that first one. Nothing as entertaining as a drunk Joe Namath, let's be honest. He probably wanted John Saunders to kiss him too. <laughs> Anybody. He's I want to kiss you. <laughs> There's no way I could have left that one out, right? We mentioned it in the ESPN list. Of when I'm like, yeah. I know there's one more uh, woman on the list, and I'm like, who's the one that Joe Namath wanted to kiss? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sinister Duo has checked in for David with Drunk Joe Namath, which is correct for 20 points. And Nice Hat Scott checked in with the Goliath for 50 points with John Saunders. The correct answer is the late, great John Saunders. Wow. Nice pull there, Eric. It's one. Wow, Eric. It's one of my favorite tirades I've ever heard. I, I watched it live, and it was incredible. Um, what was the context for this quote? Who was he talking to? So the, uh, like. I remember Malice at the Palace. But yeah. Are, so who, were, who he was he, he was referencing the Pistons fans. So because yeah. they were the ones that were throwing all the crap on our test and got them fired up. So he just ripped them a new one live. So uh, he was telling the fans not to be a sissy? Yeah, he was just saying, like, you know, if you're going to the game, just, you know, don't – don't. And, and he was also saying, like, don't throw something on someone and then run away, you know. Yeah. Don't, do it. don't, you know, don't be a sissy. And he called them a bunch of punks, all the fans in Detroit. It was awesome. That's weird. I, it's, it's just weird contextually. Most times sissy isn't the, the first thing I think of if somebody's – uh, creating problems for the players on the court. Well, I think his issue was with them not owning up to it at that point. Like the guy that threw the beer on our test, you know, mm. asked me if it was him. He pointed to the next guy and was like, no, I didn't, you know, I didn't. Oh, yeah. And kind okay. of started okay. the whole brawl. So, and it's also, been a while. I think, you know, he was still trying to be somewhat professional and diplomatic, you know, on the air. So I'm sure he wanted to use stronger words than sissy. <laughs> so I, he did a good job. Points all around on that one. Question four, David, come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Goliath, let's go eat a snack. Yeah, we can check that in. My fault. We're checking in Goliath. Thank you, Sinister Duo. Let's check in Goliath. Nice hat, Scott. The floor is yours. JJ, it's all you. I know David. Um, I've never heard the Goliath one before, so. But yeah. If, if you think it's, I mean, it it definitely could be Rex Ryan. I mean, it he's a classy individual um, who loves to eat snacks. Might I add? Does he? 
<laughs> I mean, he's a bigger gentleman. He is. It's, it's... So I'm going to assume <laughs> that he eats a few snacks. Snacks Harrison might... has, a, has a scared look on his face right now. <laughs> it might not necessarily be snacks. He might just love the meat sweats. We don't know. <laughs> we do oh, know that he loves feet. That's disgusting. Oh, <laughs> this, this is true. <laughs> so I'll leave it up to you. I know the David, but if you want to go with Goliath, we can play it safe. But if you're. I'm like, mm, I don't know. I feel like um, let's just play it safe. All right. And so, points. Uh, all right. So we're going to check in with, um, I'm not sure his first name. Uh, I want to say Mike, but we're just going to check in with his last name of Gundy for the David. Nice hat. Scott has checked in with the David answer of Gundy. Sinister Duo, what was your answer for Goliath? Well, Joshua, if we're right, then uh, you're going to really regret this because I'm pretty sure that was Rex Ryan from uh, Hard Knocks when he was with the Jets. All right, so the David answer is indeed the man, Mike Gundy. He was 40, if you guys didn't know. <laughs> and the Goliath answer, uh, the lover of snacks and feet, it is indeed Rex Ryan. Somebody needs to mash up uh, Aloe Black and Mike Gundy. I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. I'm 40! <laughs> that would be perfect. That needs to be done. Someone get on that, please. Seriously. So on that one, we got 20 points for Nice Hatch Scott and 50 points for the Sinister Duo. That will bring us to our fifth and final David versus Goliath question. Number five, David. Now, if you want to crown them, crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. Goliath, with a tear in my eye, this is the greatest moment in my life. When you walk around this world and you tell everybody that you're number one, the only way that you get to stay number one is to be number one. Yeah, Josh, let's check in with what I said. You good with that? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, uh, Scott, we're checked in for Goliath. Nice hat, Scott, has checked in for Goliath. I have as close to I can uh, come to thunder with this as without actually having the thunder, but I'm, I'm fairly confident that this was uh, Ric Flair after winning the Royal Rumble um, right after he got to, to WWF um, from, from the NWA. Um, I can, I can, I can see it. He's talking, he's talking to mean Gene. He's got, um, Bobby Heenan is there, and I think, I think Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning, is there as well. well. They used to pal around together, so that would have been Red Tights Ric Flair in the Royal Rumble. He was he came yeah. in at number one, I think, and went all the way, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I so mean, there, that, is that, a, there is a number one there, and there's a riff. That's a riff on a theme that he's used. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. Yeah, I can live with it, man. I, right. I I can live with it. All right, we're gonna we're gonna check in with Ric Flair. Uh, we're gonna lock in with Rick. Woo, Flair. 
Mr. <laughs> Duo has checked in with Ric Flair for Goliath. Nice hat, Scott. You also checked in with Goliath. What was your answer? So I thought it was Aaron Anderson, but I guess maybe not. Um, so no. As soon as I heard that quote, uh, first name that popped in my head was Ric Flair, and then my second thought was, would Scott do that? And yes, he would. Um, so we did check in with Ric Flair also. Well, Scott loves his WWE. Scott loves the Royal Rumble. Scott loves that the 92 Rumble was in his hometown of Albany, New York, and that the nature boy Ric Flair entered at number three and won the match. Correct answer is Ric Flair. Nice. After the third quarter, we have a score of the Sinister Duo with 520 and a nice hat Scott with 560. And that brings us to the fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. Today's categories are Boom Boom Pow, Let's Get It Started, Don't Funk With My Heart, I Got A Feeling, and the bass keeps running, running, and running, running, and running, running, and running, running. I'm so 3,008. You're so 2,000 and late. <laughs> See, if I can't make Dan sing, it's not worth hosting. If so. Dan starts singing about his humps, I'm out of here. <laughs> My yeah, lovely I, lady lumps. Oh, Check it nice. out. I already said in the episode I didn't want to throw in a category called My Humps, too. So I left that one out. We're checked in. Yeah, let's do, let's do that. I'll send that over to... Uh... All right, we are all good. So. Question one, boom, boom, pow. Who holds the NFL record for most career forced fumbles? He played 14 seasons in the NFL during the 21st century and recorded 123 sacks as well. He also spent his entire career with the team that drafted him. We can check in. A nice hat, Scott, has checked in. Sinister duo, you guys can talk it out. All right, Dan. So... We're talking about a retired either outside linebacker or defensive end. 123 sacks is a lot. I mean, that that's, is a lot. That's, that's like top 10 all time, isn't it? How many? Strahan has the record for the most sacks right now, doesn't he? I believe he does. He got it off of uh, Brett Favre who fell down for him. Was that the single season or was that the oh, – No, that was single season, three. wasn't it? Yeah. It might be Strahan. Oh wait, so, no, 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 no. Um, Bruce, Bruce Smith has the most sacks all time. No, he said. Oh, okay. Well, he Bruce said Smith and, and then so like Reggie Bruce. White, I think, and then yeah, those Kevin numbers, Green is up there too. Those numbers are in like the one thirties and one forties, though. So I think Bruce Smith got two hundred up no. around two hundred. No. Yeah, I think so. Really? Yeah. I, I, I mean, he might actually be at 200. That sounds like a lot. That's 10 sacks a year for 20 years. That doesn't sound that doesn't sound likely, dude. I, it, it doesn't matter for answering yeah. the question, I guess. Right. I was just trying to figure out if if we're in the order of magnitude of top all-time sackers. I think like, this puts them high up, but not maybe top 10. Not to, okay. So I mean, if you're talking about 10 sacks a year for 14 years that's 140 so that this person averaged essentially nine sacks a year over a 14-year career yeah 
I mean, I would never have said, I, I, I said Robert Mathis only because you said Dwight Freeney. Well, I said Robert Mathis too. Oh, did, did you? I, <laughs> yeah. Look oh back yeah, up. you did. You did the same time I did. It's not Freeney. He played for the Cardinals. Right. And Suggs did play his entire career. First. You know, Suggs went somewhere else. I know. I think he played his whole career in. I think he did too. Baltimore. It's not a middle linebacker. No, it's going to be an outside guy. What about a? Um, did Robert Mathis play fourteen years? He was drafted like he early two thousands. Okay. Um, I want to say he made it to at least two thousand fifteen. Are are we kind of leaning in here? I don't feel great about Robert Mathis, but I don't feel any better about anybody else. I, I, I we can do Mathis. I'm All right, with it. let's go with Robert Mathis. Sinister Duo has checked in with Robert Mathis. Nice hat, Scott. What was your answer? We too checked in with uh, Mr. Robert Mathis. Definitely did some research. Uh, Trying to figure out a dean's list here, so uh, just happened to fall right in my in my category here. So, thank you for that. But uh, what was your uh, what was your wager, guys? Uh, we wagered hundred. And sinister duo, what was your wager? Seventy-five. All right. So, Jonathan Bruce Smith has exactly two hundred career sacks. Nobody believes any of you. Just so you know, uh, <laughs> correct the correct answer. <laughs> 19th over 19th all-time in sacks with 123 and first all-time with 52 forced fumbles is Robert Mathis. Wow. Points for both teams. Nice job there, JJ. I know that was all you. Eric did not help at all. No, that really was all him. I was stuck on Charles Tillman and I don't know why. <laughs> Peanut Tillman? Peanut Tillman? I've only like when I think fumbles, I think of Charles Tillman. That's all first thing in my head. Yeah, Eric's going to stick to the uh, offensive side of the ball. Question two, let's get it started. During the first round of the 1998 NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament, Bryce Drew got the turning off to a bang when he sunk a game-winning three-pointer at the buzzer, leading what small school to an improbable upset? 100% Dan. 98. Good enough for me. If the percentage matches the year, it's golden. <laughs> Not if it's a Matt question, because then it's 1923. And <laughs> I'm 72% sure. <laughs> All right, we're going to check it in. Sinister Duo has checked in. So, JJ, I'm pretty sure it's uh, Valparaiso. When that happened, they were every time I filled out a bracket from that year on, I had them going somewhere way too far until Gonzaga came along, and then I started using Gonzaga in, in replacement of Valpo. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's Valparaiso. I'm comfortable with that answer. Go ahead. All right. Well, we're checked in with uh, Valpo. Nice hat. Scott has checked in with Valparaiso. And how many points did you wager? 100. For 100 points. Sinister Duo, what was your answer and wager, please? We also went with Valparaiso for 75. Got all the way to the Sweet 16. The correct answer is Valparaiso. Points all around. Question number three, don't funk with my heart. What Celtics player passed out suddenly on the court during a playoff game in 1993? 
and tragically passed away three months later when he suffered cardiac arrest during an off-season practice. Josh, or JJ, we can check in with that. Nice hat Scott has checked in. This is not ringing a bell, Dan. It, uh, like, like, yeah, Lynn Bias, I think, was a Maryland guy in the 80s. I remember Bryant McKinney for the Vikings. Yeah. Help. No, but hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm honing in on something. Um, he has a name similar to, um, to another star, but it's not. Um, I, I remember this happening now. Now okay. the now coming up with the name is going to be the. Uh, is it like a Darren Williams or a, a? Um, it's a common, it's a common name, and he has the same first name as a. star. Star, um, Dennis, uh, Michael, Scotty, Magic. <laughs> it's 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 Reggie, Reggie. It's Reggie something. It's Reggie, um, um, uh, Reggie Reggie Lewis. It's Reggie Lewis. Like I, I okay. It is. It's Reggie Lewis. Sure. Yeah. That's what I was thinking the whole time. <laughs> Sinister Duo has checked in with Reggie Lewis. And how many points did you wager? 75. Okay. And nice hat, Scott. What was your answer in wager? So we wagered 100 again. Um, and we also checked in with uh, Reggie Lewis. And you are also both getting points again. The correct answer is Reggie Lewis. Tough, uh, tough seven-year stretch there for the Celtics from 86 to 93 with those tragedies. Before question four, I will give you a score update. Currently the game stands as follows. The Sinister Duo has 745 and Nice Hat Scott has 860. And we are on to question four in quarter four. I got a feeling. On June 11th, 1997, Michael Jordan famously led the Bulls to a Game 5 victory in the NBA Finals while battling flu-like symptoms. Within two, please tell me how many points Jordan scored in that memorable game. Scott, um, do you accept half points? Can't get those in basketball, so I'm going to have to say no. You can't in fantasy basketball. Do you accept juicy points? I'll accept style points, but I, I, I'm not sure how that's going to swing the game. I think you have the monopoly on juicy points. Apparently so. Eric, you good with chicken in with that? No, but let's do it. <laughs> All right, we'll check in. Nice hat Scott has checked in, which means Sinister Duo can talk it out. So if that's the range we're looking at, I'm feeling like maybe 41. Look right in there. He, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure he played most of the game, but he had to sit at some point to right. to get to get fluids. Right. So numbers, 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 questions in general. My memory is is pretty bad for it. Yeah. So I my 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 original thought was right around the forty mark. I think that might be the, if if you think it's the range, that might be the way to go. It covers the most territory in the ground that you're walking. Because I'm thinking like 37 to 43, somewhere in there, and mm-hmm. we can't get that whole range, but we can get part of it. Yeah. What do you think, 40 or 41? I don't know, man. I, um, 
what do you think the odds are that it's 37 or 38? As, as you think about it, you remember back then when we used to read newspapers and whatnot, and you'd see box scores in the newspaper, or you'd see the ESPN highlight with the, imagine the sports center with the blue mm-hmm. background and the top line guy and Jordan, blah, blah points, six rebounds, five assists. Yeah. Um, How many points do you, do you remember a four or a three? I, I, I don't. I, I know the game was relatively low scoring. It was, I think they only scored like 90-ish, 90 What year 91. is this, 97? Yeah. Who is this against? Against the Jazz. Jazz. He would have been guarded by Stockton? Probably. All-time leader in career steals, if I'm not mistaken. Might be mistaken. No, I think you're right. Yeah. So he would have been possibly the best defender. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I don't think I, I don't think they scored all that much. I, I really do think it was like a high eighties, low nineties. I maybe maybe we actually lean towards thirty nine then. Thirty nine. Okay. That gives you thirty seven. Gives us to thirty. Gives us thirty seven to forty one. Mm-hmm. If it's a low scoring game, that's why I'm thinking that. Okay. It's right, within so- the same range. It covers the forty one. But it gives you a little bit of extra space on okay. the bottom end. All right, we'll go. We'll go thirty-nine then. All right, we'll check in. All right, check in thirty-nine. Sinister Duo has checked in with thirty-nine points. And how many points did you guys wager? Seventy-five. And over to Nice Hat Scott. What was your wager? And your answer, please. So we wagered one hundred again, and I want to. We 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 checked in with forty. Um, for the same logic, like I thought it was between 35 to 40 points, but um, Jonathan, as you um said that and gave me that whole picture of Sports Center, I, I can now picture it, it was 38 points. <laughs> um, but we checked in with 40. Man, I wish you checked in with 41 because our whole I, betting strategy is, is dependent upon you missing one. Because if you don't miss one, it doesn't matter. I was worried about you guys checking in with 41 and missing it. Because the correct answer is indeed 38 points. Wow. Wow. Great job, Dan. So points all around there. Dan <sighs> did 90 to 88. So it was. It was 90 to 88. Okay. Correct. All right. And that is going to bring us to question five in the category of, and the base keeps running, running, and running, running. The Major League Baseball 4040 Club only includes four members. Barry Bonds is the only member of the club to never have played for the Yankees during his career, although none of the members achieved the feat while wearing pinstripes. I'm sure you could have guessed that A-Rod is also a member of this club, but who are the other two? And just to clarify, that's 40 home runs and 40 stolen bases. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we can lock that in. I yeah. think you're right. Well, yeah, let's check that in. All right, we're checked in. Sinister Duo is checked in. Nice hat, Scott. You guys can talk it out. So, if you got Soriano, I I did not know that. Um, but if that's what you wanted. Um, I know Barry Bonds is on there, but that doesn't help me. And the only other 40-40 guy I knew um, was Jose Canseco. Um but are, are, how sure are you about Soriano? Yeah, I'm 90% sure that he who did, did he, it. it was, who did he do it with? 
think he did it with the Nats in like oh five, oh six ish. I don't even have him in playing for the Nationals in my head, so <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Okay, so I mean we can. He needed two of them, so that's Soriano and. He said he they played for the Yankees, but didn't do it with the Yankees. Yeah, they all wore pinstripes, but didn't do it with the Yankees. And Conseco definitely played for the Yankees, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're good on Conseco and I'm good on Soriano, then we just uh, lock it in and call it a day. All right. So we're checking in with Jose Conseco and Alfonso Soriano for JJ hit him with it. 100 points. Nice hat. Scott is checked in with Jose Canseco and Alfonso Soriano. Sinister duo, what was your answer in wager? Well, everything's moot now because we also answered Soriano and Canseco, so it really doesn't matter what we wagered, but we wagered 100. The correct answers are indeed Jose Canseco, for Oakland, 1988, and for the Nationals, Alfonso Soriano. Both teams are correct. Wow, we lost it in the midpoint, Dan. Yeah, because that stupid hardball, hardball, and Jay Cruz or whatever his name is, <laughs> Jay Cole. Yeah. <laughs> MVP goes to JJ for that because I did not know those. I had no idea who the surfer was. I. Only thing I could help with that was uh, I could tell him that Kelly Slater was a man. (laughs) Which saved us. It saved us, man. The game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. With a whopping 920 points, somehow the Sinister Duo did not win this game. And that's because our winners of this game, who are receiving the coveted Charlie Whitehurst Award, with a record 1,060 points. Nice hat, Scott, the team of JJ and Eric. Good game, Great guys. Great game, y'all. Great game. That's, that's yeah. I mean, wow. JJ, you picked me up when I needed it. So that was, per- that was honestly, if I didn't know it, you had it. It was perfect. I mean, like these guys alluded to, Hardball and, and Jay Cole, that's the difference in the game. JJ, what he's saying is when there was one set of footprints on the sand at the beach. You were carrying him. Look, I will be more than happy to hop in Eric's backpack to be carried around to victories <laughs> any day of the week here. <laughs> I just have one complaint, Scott. Yeah. No, no hockey. Not None? Nothing there for was, me? There was not a single hockey question. No, not even a Mighty game. Ducks question. Just there was also head. no cricket or, um, or snooker either. So This is very true. I did say at the beginning of the game there'd be no cricket. Though. I'm leaving those up to you. I'm not going to tread that, you know, that's your territory. There were a couple tight end questions in here. So that, that yeah, more than made up for all right, all right, Eric right. Johnson. That's true. God, I could have got that. Tony, Tony Gonzalez. Oh, Eric Johnson makes me so mad. I think the <laughs> tight ends are away. Oh, that's, that's... Somebody, write, somebody write a Howard Cross question and I'll be okay. Fair enough. Let's, uh... I'm just standing here like – What's the license plate of that truck that just hit me? Because we did we did everything. I mean, we scored so, nine twenty. That's that's a damn good score. 
If so you what had missed what, one question, you would have ended with 860. Yes. So what happens is, Dan, the one game I played against you, I forget who was on your team, I wagered wrong. I went too light. So now anytime I'm in a game against you, I have to go 100s across the board because I just – I can't. I don't know. I, well, I, I mean, gotta, our 75s and the 100 were the right bet. I mean, that was absolutely the right bet, Jonathan. I mean, we they had to miss I, I one. I agree. Yeah, there's no there's no point in trying to bet a hundred on each one when either they're going to win or lose based on missing one or getting them all right. Right. I was really concerned that they might get that flu game question wrong and not be within two. I was thinking the game was really could swing right there. That was the closest it came. That was close. Yeah. Hey, at least neither one of us is Craig Eulo. That's all that oh, really man. matters. Ooh. Yeah, this is the JJ flu game. So nice job there, JJ. Getting punched out by by Jordan. Oh man. <laughs> All right, let's uh let's wrap this up. Uh Eric, JJ, great game. Incredible win there. Any any final thoughts for you guys? No, uh great game by Dan and Jonathan. And Jonathan, thank you for coming on. It was uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, second. Thank you, Jonathan. We do appreciate you having uh you being here with us. Hey, thanks for yeah. inviting me. It was a That's- lot of fun. Absolutely. We'll throw it over to uh, Dan and then Jonathan. Uh, you can, you know, kind of tell us what it is that you do. And so uh, people who are listening kind of can get a sense of uh, why we wanted John here so badly. Well, I just want to say thank you, Jonathan, for coming on. And, uh, you know, you're, we, we know each other outside of the, uh, outside of this podcast, outside of the podcasts. And uh, I knew that we would be a good team because I, I was pretty sure we were, we were going to gel pretty well. You were going to be able to pick me up on some stuff and I was going to be able to pick you up on some stuff. And I think we did, we did very well. We did more than respectable. So um, we you know, ran into a, ran into a juggernaut there. So, but again, I just want to reiterate what everybody else said, Jonathan, thank you so much for coming on and, um, and gracing us with your presence here. Hey man, y'all, y'all are too nice. Uh, but thank you for inviting me. I think you have a good show here. I think that it's really fun. It's really easy to listen to. And that's awesome. You know, uh, from my perspective, so I do run the Oaks media group. Uh, so we have a set of podcast game shows. Our flagship is trivial warfare. And, uh, we have other awesome shows for people that like game shows, but maybe don't hone in on the trivia so much, uh, things like things that are blank, which is kind of like a hundred thousand dollar pyramid and taboo mixture. Uh, we have a game called foreplay, uh, which is important for everybody to learn how to do foreplay. Right. Uh, and that's a game of connections. So how are you able to connect, uh, four sets of four things together? And we have Trivial Warfare Blitz for those of you who like trivia, but like it short and don't have time to listen to long games. And so if you enjoy this show, you will probably like some of those. So I encourage you to give them a try. Absolutely. I can speak for myself. They're, uh, they're pretty great. Um, just to reiterate once again, from the host perspective, thanks a lot for, uh, for coming on. I really appreciate it. I hope you had fun. Uh, you know, I, do we get some Jacksonville Jaguars? Some man, those were challenging some, too. Some Evan Longoria. You know, I so you, I. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm stepping on you, Eric. How do no, you know all the Jaguar stuff? So, um, mid '90s to now football. Honestly, that that's and 
even going back like through this whole quarantine, I've told these guys a hundred times, I go back on YouTube and I watch old, old NFL primetime. Oh um, so like nineties NFL primetime all the way up through to the last one. I mean, I, and tight ends are like a thing for me. Like it's just, when I was you're obs- pulling out Pete Mitchell. I'm like, holy <laughs> crap. Having a 90. photographic memory doesn't hurt. Either. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. That's why when you, for that, that Jordan question, when you told me like picture ESPN, I just, I was just trying to see if I could pull it up and it was there. Thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at BenchwarmersTP. You play to win the game. I've heard a lot of the rapper names. Matt is suggesting My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. I'm a man! I'm a man! I'm a man! I'm 40! You can tell everybody. Yeah, you can tell everybody. Go ahead and tell everybody. I'm a man! I'm a man! I'm a man! I'm 40! I'm a man! I'm a man! I'm a man! I got all the answers to your questions. I'll be the teacher, you could be the lesson. I'll be the preacher.